Straight Out of Combat Radio is the place where we honor combat veteran wisdom. You know, and there's nothing like another dose of audio medicine from Green Zone Hero uh, to get you through the day or the night or wherever you may be. Uh, we go through life and uh, we meet lots of individuals. Uh, most of them don't leave impressions, and uh, but there's a rare few that do. And Nick Carson is one of those guys that does definitely leave an impression. What I like about Nick is his great love of country. You know, it's in his blood, it's in his heart, it's in his soul. And to hear his story about being in some of the darkest places uh, in his life and then how he turned it around is a story worth listening to. And uh, I just got to say I'm honored to have um, Nick Carson, CEO and founder of American Built Clothing here on Straight Outta Combat. Uh, Let's listen to his story. Your steely-eyed killer shadow in the night you were born to fight. You gotta light them up. My name is John Krotek, and I want to welcome you to Straight Out of Combat Radio, audio medicine by Green Zone Hero. We're here to honor the wisdom of America's most valuable asset for combat veterans. We're authentic, we're empowering, we're American. Save us all before they burn it down. We have a real special guest today on Straight Out of Combat Radio, Mr. Nick Carson of American Built Clothing. It seems like uh, Nick and I have tried this about half a dozen times. We've set up a schedule, and uh, it's always fallen through for some reason or another. But, you know, we finally got him here. He's a special Marine combat veteran, Purple Heart recipient, uh, with his heart, his mind, his soul in the right place. He's on a mission to provide American Built apparel. Uh, to his customer base out there all over the, America and the world, for that matter. Um, I might add that he was honorably discharged from the Marine Corps. And when he moved back home to be with his family and his friends out in Idaho, that's when his real challenges began. And uh, we could get more into that as we move along in the show. But I want to I wanna really talk to Nick today and find out, you know, who he is, where he came from, why he's doing what he's doing, and, you know, just have open-ended conversation and uh, – and just let the American people know that, that guys like him are, are actually very strong and, and willing to add back to the social fabric of America. And I just want to welcome you, Nick, to the show, Straight Out of Combat. Thank you for being with me here today. Thanks, John. I'm, I'm glad to be finally link up and get this, get this rolling. Yeah, this is great. Man, doesn't it seem like we've been trying to do this for like the last six months? It's, but uh, but we're, yeah, <laughs> I know. But, but we're here, and, and you know, the first question I want to ask you, and you know, right off the bat, you know, who was your greatest influence as a child? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I'd have to say it'd be my grandpa. He was he was always making me bouquet and help with rentals, cleaning rental properties, and just got me to working, moving pipe, cleaning up, you know, just around the house, helping with whatever. He did a lot of charity also, so he got me going into charities and and just always always being busy and always working and always learning to use my hands and learning what real hard work is all about. He's always been 100% behind me, even when I was in the dark days and things like that. So I, I pretty much owe the majority of what I have to him. That's great. Was he, is he a veteran? He is. He, he was in the Navy, but he, I think when everybody went and did uh, world war two, he went on a cruise. He says to, um, I, 
I want to say it was like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I can't remember exactly where he went, but he, he didn't see any combat or anything like that. So, but he still was, you know, he still served and uh, I'm sure that whatever he learned in the Navy, he was able to impart to you somewhat. Absolutely. Yep. So did you have any, you know, so you, you, you know, you you learn the value of hard work and I'm assuming this is out in Idaho. We don't hear a lot about Idaho down here in Florida, but we do know that it does exist, and there's some hardcore people from Idaho. Absolutely. Did you have any? I'm just messing with you. You know that. But uh, did we have? Did we have any? Um, did you have any childhood dreams? Did you know what you wanted to do coming along, or you know, how did you make your way into the Marine Corps? So in in ninth grade, I'd made up my mind that I wanted to become a Marine sniper. It was, I had the posters on the wall. I, you know, I always played army men, you know, Marine, whatever. And so that's what I just knew I needed, to, I wanted to do. Well, when I, when I got into high school, I started screwing up a lot. I was on probation for like a total of three years in and out. And it's probably good though, that I was on probation because it kept me out of getting into more trouble and doing stupid stuff. I actually was able to enlist in the Marine Corps 17 or sign up. So I did that. And then a couple months later, 9-11 happened. Then I graduated high school in 2002 and I left for boot camp and um, started moving towards my goal of becoming a sniper in the Marine Corps. Went in to the, I was in the infantry for about two years where I deployed to Okinawa, Japan and then uh, went into our Ramadi, Iraq in 2004, um, where I did end up being wounded. And then I, I, I healed up from my injuries, and I had an opportunity to take the sniper and dock and, and do that route. So I healed up as best I could. Um, I wasn't going to let this opportunity pass me by because this was like my only chance in my head. So I went in. Took the indoc, even with having my injuries, which uh, rock propel grenade blew up uh, in an ambush and took a chunk out of my shoulder, which later on caused vein damage in my chest, shoulder, and arm. So it was a good physical injury, and being your shoulder is pretty important to what we do in the military. I went on, took the sniper indoc, and I ended up passing. I ended up being really good at stuff. They sent me to sniper school, and then on to a more advanced sniper courses and I was just loving it. I was like, I was, I was cocky because I, I knew this is what I was supposed to be doing with my life. This, you know, I was doing it. I was living my dream. And then when one of my advanced sniper courses, the injuries from Iraq, the blood circulation, the blood flow, um, it would pump in my arm, but it wouldn't pump out as fast. So, there was some flow issue, blood flow issues, and they ended up uh, putting me in the program to be medically discharged. So you, so that was after the you were wounded in your first deployment, and that was your only deployment. Correct. That, yep, I was wounded as an infantryman, and then went on to do the sniper things as best I could. And you know, shortly. After. Well, you know, I, I know the injury was something that you had to work through, but I, I just want to let you know I'm glad you made it back home. Thank you. You know, you know, it seems so cliche these days to, to thank people for their service, but, you know, I think it's more important to say, hey, you know, welcome home, Nick, you know, after all these years now, but I'm just glad you made it back. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. You know, 
what experiences in the military, you know, impacted you the most? And, and was your most memorable moment? Was it was it a good or a bad moment? Well, I, I think like most people's military, you got the good and you got the bad. And they both are memories that stick in your brain really well. You know, I got, you know, good and bad memories from Iraq. And, you know, I got the good memories of when I was hanging out with Marine buddies and, and things like that. And then you got the bad memories when you know, not everybody come home. Some of the Marine buddies aren't around anymore with us. So you got that when I did the sniper stuff, sniper school and all that, I was in charge of the second uh, sniper team in our platoon. And I mean, all we did, we, we ended up getting to play the Okinawa, Japan. We, we were kind of hoping we were going back to Iraq or Afghanistan or something, but they ended up sending us to Japan so all we did was train and party. <laughs> like <laughs> Best of both worlds. Like we, right? we did, you know, <laughs> I think that's what most people do when it's a non-combat deployment, is train and get hammered. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. So when you were notified of your deployment and you finally got to Ramadi in Iraq, did you... Did you really believe in what you were fighting for? Did you understand? And, and, and what kept you focused? Well, when, you know, when they, I was OIF too, so they told us the hearts and minds. That that was our mission, to win over the hearts and minds of the people, you know, interact with the locals. You know, we'd be giving out soccer balls and books and toys and things like that and be all good. A peacekeeping mission. And when we got there, probably three weeks within actually starting to actually patrol the streets and, and do things like that. We, we had our first um, attack that was on just our, our, our squad. We got our first attack with RPGs and some small arms fire and, and it just kind of changed everything big time, um, changed our mindset, which it, it, you know, it turned to two in the heart, one in the mind was our, was our motto after that. And that, that's what we had to do survive to survive. You know, we, we, we knew what the mission was. We knew what the, the big goal was to find weapons of mass destruction, things like that. But in the end, it was to the guy to my left and the guy to my right, you know, to protect them and make sure they come back alive. And that was their mission for me too. Hmm. So that's what we just, we just kept hammering away and did did what we could to keep everybody alive around us. Do you regret anything that you did over there? No, absolutely not. I don't regret any of it. I, I'm very appreciative and it, it really made me grow up, you know, being a 19 year old in Iraq. I mean, it makes you grow up big time, you know, especially when you, you know, I was a team leader. So I was in charge of a couple other Marines, you know, seeing them get hurt, you know, whenever one of the Marines I was with has two purple heart, things like that. So it's family, you know, your heart sinks when you see all that, but in the same time, I wouldn't take any of it back. Well, you know, that's what a lot of people, you know, you, you point out something very important that, you know, here you are 19, you're in charge of actually people. Uh, you had equipment under your command, if you will. Uh, you're operating hostile environment. You have to think quick and uh, you're dealing with some pretty heavy stuff. So, you know, you know, when you come home and you transition back, you know, seems like a lot of people out there that are non non-military you know don't really understand the value and the importance of the skill sets you actually come home with you know it, it's you know you, you're not your typical 19 year old once you've experienced something like that and had those kinds of responsibilities 
Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. So when you did come back or you did come back, you know, you rehabbed from your injury and then your injury snuck back up on you. So you basically were medically honorably discharged. Um, Correct. Were you happy with the support that you got when you transitioned back? Did you, was there, what happened? How did that go down? So, um, so, you know, being a coming back home and being a purple heart, uh, recipient and someone that was a sniper in the Marine Corps, even though I didn't get to see combat as a sniper, things like that. The community here, you know, I live in Southeast Idaho, so you're talking 50,000 people at the time that lived in this area and it was a big deal. You know, the, the, everybody got behind us and supported us. And the biggest, I think was the Vietnam vets. They wanted to make sure we got better homecoming than what they got. So I, I got great friends that are Vietnam vets because of when I come home, you know, they, they just, they try to get you back. I mean, you get thrown in this limelight, you know, the news wants to interview you, you know, your newspaper, whatever, everybody wants to talk to you and get to know you and do all this. And it was kind of tough for me because I really just wanted to be left alone because I just went from being a sniper in the Marine Corps to now I have no clue what I'm going to do with my life. None at all. I, I don't know. I, I knew I needed to do something. So I started getting busy and things like staying busy. And I was working graveyards. Plus I was doing some farming during the day, just keep going. And I don't know if I ever actually unwound or unwind from the, from being in Iraq the first, you know, in 2004, you know, and this is 2006. I don't know if I ever actually slowed down or anything. And the support behind the community was good, but I, my, me mentally, it was just a matter of time before I broke down and exploded. And then I went down a pretty deep, deep, dark hole in about 2000. I don't know. Shortly after 2006, I got a divorce and then I just, I went into this funk and started doing a lot of heavy drinking, partying, fighting, you know, that that's one thing I was really good at was bar fighting back then, you know? (laughs) So I entered in an MMA fight, things like that. And I won my MMA fight, but because I kept drinking and things like that, I I didn't want to train. I didn't want to condition. And just mentally I was exhausted and broke down and crawled into a hole. You know, you point out a couple of things, and the first one is, is is how the Vietnam veterans have been very respectful and very supportive of of our younger generation of veterans, Iraq, Afghan, Afghanistan, and you know, and we applaud them for that. You know, I have heard that from other veterans, and I can tell you, you can probably tell me that that was a huge part of your support when you got home, and and then another thing you point out, Nick, that you know that you. you you entered into this abyss, and you know obviously we hear that um, from many others as well. What turned it around, man? You know, without, I mean, what what motivated you to do a great company like American Built Clothing? How did that? How did? Yeah. What was going on? Yeah. So in 2012, my best friend um, he went in. So when when we graduated high school, he went into the Navy, and I went into the Marine Corps. And we just kind of touched, you know, pass along the way. And then when I moved back home, shortly after he moved back home and we moved in with each other and we were roommates. Well, in 2012, you know, I 
I was still bar fighting and drinking heavily and just living this destruction type life. He come to me with the idea of American built. And we didn't even really know what it was. We just, when he said those words, I felt like, you know, I got goosebumps. I just, all of a sudden, something kind of clicked in my brain being like, wow, I, maybe I, I feel some pride again. I feel, I feel something when I just say the words American built. And, and so we did some research and we, we found out and we're like, you know, we, we both hate buying apparel and clothing that is made overseas. We just hate it. So we're like, you know what? We're both veterans. Um, I'm a Purple Heart recipient, combat veteran, and we're proud Americans, and we can take these words, American built, and start a clothing brand and spread a positive message doing it on, you know, supporting our veterans and supporting our, our military and things like that. So we ran with it. We just did a part-time from 2012 to about 2015, and, you know, we're we're still doing some partying and things like that. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the way to do it. We should have jumped both feet front first into American belt, but we just hemmed hot around 2015. I finally realized that, you know, American belt needs more time and effort and money put into it. So I bought my business partner out and I've been running with it since. And I just, Every time I hear the words American Bell, even now, six years later, I still feel like I'm a part of something greater than myself when I say those words. I just, I feel, I feel like the hardworking person is American Bill, you know, whether it's a military veteran or just a blue collar worker. You know, one thing that you said, and this is why I love the concept of your company and, and, and you, is that I'm proud to be an American. And doesn't yeah. it seem like for so long, I don't know the number of years, but somehow they've, they've been wanting us to not feel right about saying that statement, that some for some reason being an American was not a very noble thing. And I am like you, Nick. I believe that uh, that, I, that we need to be proud to be American. We have a lot at stake here. Yeah. And thank you for saying that because uh, I want every American out there to be proud of you know who they are, but also – just as important, be proud that you're an American because, Nick, I know you can attest that the other countries of the world don't live like us. No, you know, you're right. I mean, right. this stuff could be gone in a minute, and if we don't, if we're not vigilant, we might be the ones that 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 lead to the downfall of our great country, and we don't want to be there. And that's why companies like yours are, are really doing well. Well, that's that's why we come up with the motto of be proud of what you wear and be proud of where you're from. And we've ran with that since dang near day one on what we believe in. You know, we want people to be proud of where we live. You know, you don't have to agree about all the politics and the, the you know, Republican, Democrat, independent, whatever. None of that stuff matters to me at this point. It All I really want to show people is that you can buy truly American made apparel and look great doing it. And so that's what I've, that's what I stick to. Well, it sounds to me like you're definitely creating a legacy type company. And, and, you know, is that, what is the legacy you want to leave with American built create this pride I, or. Yeah. I, I, I got goals set that I want to accomplish. And I think the biggest 
that, you know, whenever I'm questioning or doubting what I'm doing, which, you know, I think everybody goes through that. Um, whenever I'm doing that, I just remember that I'm a part of something greater and there, there's something about these words, American built. And I truly, truly believe in a positive message that, you know, we, we can all come together and work together regardless of, you know, whether, whether our skin color or whatever, we can all come together and work together in this because we're American built. I absolutely love that. I, I think that, uh, it's rock solid and, uh, it couldn't be more timely in today's day and age, you know, yeah, what, what does freedom mean? What does freedom mean to you and what does freedom allow you to be? And what does freedom allow us to do? Freedom allows us to, to, to have choices, to make choices, good choices, bad choices. And, you know, none of us are perfect and we do make bad choices. But once we make those choices, we have choices to make again on how we can fix it or what we do from that point on. So when I was in my, my funk is what I call it, um, just being in that destructive mode, I, I finally had a choice and realized I had a choice because I have this freedom to live in this great country, to do something positive and do something different than what I was doing. So that's what I, that's why I stick to our freedoms, everything. Do you think that freedom is available to all of us? I think, I mean, it depends how deep you want to get, you know, I mean, there's depression and things like that, but I really believe that we have choices. And if you choose bad choices, you're probably going to lose freedom, whether it's going to jail or probation or, you know, whatever, you know, some people are wondering why all this negative stuff always happens to them. Well, maybe it's the choices you've been making. If you make positive choices, it leads to more freedom. And I, I do believe that we can all have freedom. It's just what choices do you want to make to get there and go in that direction? Yeah, that's a great point. You know, many of us nowadays, it seems like we don't have to take responsibility. You know, we can make a poor choice and it's never our fault. But then we, then we wonder, we wonder, well, why is my freedom being taken away? I'm glad you said it that way because it does make one ponder, you know. Well, maybe yeah. this bad stuff's happening to me because of uh, the choices I'm making. Exactly, yeah. So what I'm hearing from you then is that what it's going to take and I love this, man. This is why I'm glad you said that, Nick. For everybody to have freedom, especially here in America, it's going to take good choices. And boy, what yep. a message to put out there. Make make good choices yeah. and uh, and you'll have all the freedom you want. I like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think I'm a perfect example leading up to this point. You know, the choices I've made have definitely put me in a more positive, you know, direction in my life. You know, like, again, I'm not perfect, but I'm trying my best to do good things and do good deeds and, you know, stay away from my past on on being in that funk. That's a great, great, you know, thing to point out that you, we can't change the past, but we certainly can think about what we're doing right now. And, you know, we've yeah. all got a story to tell and yours is a great story. You know, what do you what do you want the non what do you want the civilian population to know? about combat veterans? Well, I, 
you know, there's there's so much out there about dysfunctional veterans or we're all, you know, suffering in psycho and and, you know, live this life that's destructiveness. And maybe at some time and point we have and that's left us, you know, a bad rap. There is so much good that combat veterans bring to the table. There's so there's so many good aspects to things, you know, dealing with stress and things like that. Combat veterans are, I, I, I think they are a solid foundation to have, you know, on your, in your business, on your team, whatever you got going, whether, even if it's a charity that you do, you got some combat vet, veterans with you, they'll go above and beyond. They'll kill themselves sometimes just to make sure that you and the, the mission is succeeding. I mean, that, that sounded bad, but. You know, we'll, we'll push ourselves to extreme measures to make sure that the mission is accomplished. And whether that's business, a charity, whatever, maybe just maybe small goals in life, we'll, we'll make sure it gets done. Yeah, it was very well put, Nick, and uh, I couldn't have said it any better. You know, if there's a veteran out there, male, female, you know, that's struggling with the transition or, you know, something from their past from combat, what can you offer them? In advice, I think the best advice is to when when you get when you get deep down in that dark depression and there's not a light at the end of the tunnel, is to start to find the small things in life to be appreciative. It, it could be small things, just being like, "Hey, I'm wearing a pair of shoes today," or "Hey, I got you know a warm shower," or "I got." you know, some cold water to drink or, you know, just small things. And it starts to create this snowball effect of positive, positive thoughts in your brain. And that all of a sudden, you know, a week later, month later, whatever, you don't even realize how, how good things are and how good things are going. And it kind of pulls it. Whenever I get in that, that dark place, that's what I do. I just start being appreciative of small things and I start working my way out of it. That's that's the best. That's some great advice. You know, and I have heard it said, you know, that, you know, you, the dark things never totally go away. It's just it just gets different because the way we cope with it gets better. Absolutely. You know, so I, and I know we're going to get to a little bit about, uh, you know, what you're d- doing now. But where do you see yourself in five years? Five years, I want I want to be doing some desert racing. <laughs> like in Nevada awesome. and California. <laughs> what, like like the dune buggies? Uh, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The off-road trucks, things like that. I want to be doing that. I'll also, I, I'll have, I got my third child due next month, so I want to be, my oldest will probably be getting to the age to where I can maybe coach his softball or his baseball team or whatever. Things like that. I, I want to start to get more family involved. American build, I've sacrificed so much time and an effort into it that, you know, it has taken me away from my family, but I got an end goal, the five-year goal to, to be able to have a little more freedom to hang out with my family and do, and do more things with my family and things like that. That's awesome. Family is very important. And, and, and congratulations on the third child. Thank you. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, I know you got some things cooking. Can you talk about them? Are we are we are we waiting? 
for the good news. So I'm, I'm, I'm working on a large retailer. Actually, I got a good, good man on my side named Steven Kuhn. Uh, me and him have been hammering away trying to get these, these contracts to, to pull the trigger and work. We've got some custom order contracts of some large businesses that you know of. Plus, we've been working on some large retailers that you all will know of. And as soon as we get the thumbs up, then I'll give everybody the, the details. But I don't, I don't want to start name dropping and doing things like that and jeopardize anything that we've already, we're, we're, we're right there. Roger, All Roger we need that. is probably yeah. one more thumbs up and we're done. <laughs> That's it's, really, it's at a whole other level. Well, congratulations. I know we have talked offline about that, and sometimes these things do take time. But, you know, tell us how yeah. people can find out about American Built and where they can buy product from and uh, let us know how they can contact you. That's yeah, you, you, you want to buy some amazing, some badass, truly American-made clothing, you know, T-shirts, tank tops, hooded sweatshirts, hats things like that, then AmericanBuiltUSA.com. You can order at any time. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just what I, my passion is right now. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm going to say this. Now I will say this. For all you listening out there, I know that Nick and I are looking at a Straight Outta Combat radio show shirt, and we've been talking about it now for a few months, and I know we're going to finish that up. So I know that when we get these Straight Outta Combat radio shirts, Green Zone Hero and American Built on the sleeves, we're going to let everybody know how they can get one. So that, Absolutely. That we, you know, it may not seem like a big account now, but imagine, you know, a thousand people in 50 states wearing a Straight Outta Combat radio shirt. That would be pretty cool. Absolutely. It just helps the mission to move forward and, you know, that you're spreading a positive message and American Belt spreading a positive message. I mean, we knew it was a no-brainer to team up and work together. So, you know, what do you think, as Americans, what can we do to support each other? Well, I mean, buying American-made. I mean, how do you support more Americans than buying things that are strictly and truly American-made? Not, you know, it was the fabrics from somewhere else, but it was sewn in America or any of that stuff. I mean, they're are okay but the good thing about american bill is i don't cut corners it is truly american bill the shirts the inks the equipment we use you know all of us doing the work we are 100 percent american made how do you when your money's staying here in the united states you're investing in america you're investing in american jobs i mean that's that's a no-brainer to me absolutely i just you know it just gives me goosebumps too just hearing about it because you know there is something when you say american built and american built clothing there's just Mm -hmm. something about it you know and and i and i really think that's uh that's a great mission to have i'm very happy for you and uh my gosh kudos to you for the hard work that you've done and you know there's hard work ahead but you know thank you to your granddad who uh instilled in you a great desire and a great work ethic and uh I'm glad that you, yeah. uh, I'm glad, like I said before, I'm glad you came back. And I, I definitely appreciate the time, Nick, on Straight Out of Combat Radio. Uh, looking forward to the next conversation. No, thank you very much. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be getting a hold of you as soon as I get a thumbs up on these larger big deals in the works. And we'll, talk, we'll chat about it more. Well, thanks, Nick. There you have, you know, Nick Carson from Straight Out of, no, Straight Out of Combat. I'm thinking now you're on the radio show. But we're Straight Out of Combat Radio, <laughs> audio medicine by Green Zone Hero. But we've been talking to Nick Carson today. 
United States Marine veteran, a Purple Heart recipient, the founder, the creator, uh, with a tip from his buddy, American Built Clothing. Uh, we wish you great success, and thank you for spending time here with us, Nick. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. Let me know if I can ever help you something. Thank you for that. Be careful what you ask for. You know, I'll be on the phone. But, <laughs> but God bless America, and, and 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 congratulations on your third kid, and and let's just get it done. I appreciate it. Yeah, keep your head up. Keep going. Before they burn it down. Thank you for listening to another episode of Straight Outta Combat Radio, audio medicine from Green Zone Hero. If you liked what you heard, then tell others about us. Like us and download us. And please remember, freedom is not free, and combat veterans are vital assets. They're not broken. Save our soul.